It's interesting how often the scriptures will change our direction. When it, it's, you know, many times we have our ideas about things and, and we, we follow the way that we think things should be, but the Bible has a way of correcting our behavior of correcting our, our direction, even those things that we think are right. The wise men thought it would be right, and it even made sense to go to the palace. But the Bible said he wasn't going to be born in Jerusalem. He was going to be born in Bethlehem. And so the Scripture corrected their direction. And, and once this happened, the wise men traveled to Bethlehem, and there they saw the star in the heavens above the house where they would find the king. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with his mother Mary and fell down and worshiped him. The Bible says when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. The scriptures teach us that, that giving is always included in worship. Someone once said, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. And God demonstrated that in the greatest way when God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. These wise men came in uh, into the house and, they, and the Bible says they fell down and worshipped him. And they presented gifts unto him. Gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. The frankincense spoke of his deity and, and our spiritual relationship there. Uh, it, it symbolized that he is our great high priest. As our great high priest, he offered the sacrifice to God that would atone for the sin of the world. Next, uh, the Bible tells us that they gave myrrh. Myrrh was a, uh, was, was a, a substance that symbolized, that symbolized that Jesus was that sinless, spotless lamb who would be offered as our high priest. He's offering the sacrifice, but as our lamb, he is our sacrifice. Because he came to die on the cross to be our Savior. And it's only through Jesus that we can be saved. It's only through Jesus that we can find forgiveness of sins. It's only through Jesus that we, that we can find a relationship with God. Because he is our Savior. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men. Whereby we must be saved. And then finally gold speaks of his kingship. He won the victory over death. He gave himself as a sacrifice for our sins. He died on the cross and paid our sin debt. He won the victory over sin. He, he died and, and was buried. And the third day that he rose from the grave, winning the victory over death, over hell, over the grave. And he rose triumphantly. The Bible says he made a show of his enemies openly, triumphing over them in it. And what a victory he won. Jesus rose triumphantly on that third day. And He deserves all the glory and praise. He's our God. He's our Savior. And while the religious crowd rejected Him, while the rulers rejected Him, you and I can receive Him and experience the freedom that He gives. We can follow the example of the wise men who bowed before Him and worshipped Him. You see, when we trust Jesus as our Savior, he's, he, he's not just a great high priest, but He's our great high priest. He's not just a Savior, but He becomes our Savior. He's not just a King, but He becomes our King. 
And he, he is king. He is king of kings and he is Lord of lords. I'm so grateful that, uh, that God came to be with us. I'm so grateful that Jesus is our Savior. But thirdly, he's king of kings. Now, we saw that he was born king of the Jews. He, he, he had that, that position by birthright. Uh, he had that position because of who he is. But he came to this earth not only to be king and to be God because of who he is, but to be king because of what he did. And I'm so grateful for what he did through his death and resurrection. Jesus Christ defeated Satan and all the forces of evil. Through his victory, Jesus established eternally that he's greater than all others. The Bible tells us, greater is he that is in you. It, he says, he says, you're of God, little children. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are the little children that it's talking about there. You're the, the children of God. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you and in me, praise the Lord, than he that is in the world. Hey, Jesus is greater Jesus is the victor. He's greater than all others. He rules in a realm unseen by the human eye, although it is just as real. Often we operate just in the physical realm and we forget that there is a spiritual realm, spiritual forces at war all around us fighting for the souls of men, fighting for the souls of mankind, not just men. They want the women and children too, right? Uh, but uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus rules in that spiritual realm. What we see is temporal. Where he rules is eternal. He rules not just the physical, but the spiritual realm. That's why Jesus said to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. Throughout history, there have been many great kings and military leaders who have fought and won numerous battles. And uh, the, the history tells us that when Alexander the Great uh, uh, won his last victory, he had conquered the known world in his day. And he sat down and cried because there were no more wars to win. He had fought probably hundreds of battles to defeat all the enemies, and to become the ruler of the known world. Jesus fought one war and won. One war for all time and won. And he offers that victory to me and you. Through that one victory, he secured salvation and freedom for anyone who will come to him in faith and repentance. Oh, what a Savior. What a God. What a King. Amen. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6, which in his times he shall show who is, the, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The Bible tells us that Jesus won the victory for us on the cross and he, he rose again from the grave and, and defeated all of our enemies. And he tells us that, it tells us that one day he's going to come back and take the church to go to be with him. And then after a period of time, he's going to come back to this earth and he's going to come and set his feet on this earth once again. And he's going to set up his kingdom. He's going to defeat all the armies of the world that oppose him. And he's going to rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. And then after that, he's going to rule through eternity. He's going to establish in the hearts and minds of men for all time that he is truly king of kings 
and Lord of Lords. The Bible says in Revelation 19, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Verse 16 of that chapter tells us, And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The word worship literally means worth-ship. It's showing the worth of the one, the, the object of your worship. It means to, to lay out on your face before them. How long has it been since you've truly worshipped Jesus? Jesus told the, Samar uh, told the, the, the woman at the well, uh, the Samaritan woman, he said, he said, God seeks such to worship Him that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. God doesn't just want us to, to do the outward act of worshiping while that is important for us to physically worship Him. Now, it may, it may, you may not be physically able to get down on your face or get up afterward, uh, but uh, God, would, God wants us in our spirit to humble ourselves, to prostrate ourselves before Him, to humble ourselves and lay ourselves out before God and to worship Him in the way He deserves, recognizing Him as deity, recognizing that He is God. He is the ruler of all. He made it all. He owns it all. And He is in control. He's in charge. He wants us to recognize Him as Savior, the one who gave himself to redeem us from our sins. Have you, have you honestly uh, responded to him as Savior? Have you received his gift of eternal life? Have you yielded to him for him to redeem you from your sins? And then he wants us to respond to him as king. See, the king means he's boss. That means he gets to tell you what to do. Now, I know that, that rubs us the wrong way. It causes us to bristle because I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I'm an adult. How many of us told our moms and dads that when we were 13 or whatever? But, uh, uh, hey, we don't like the idea of submitting to anyone. But if you're going to have a right relationship with God and if you're going to live the life that is truly blessed by God, it's not going to make sense to, to us by, in our human way of thinking. But once you do it, you'll find that it is the blessed life. And that is to humble ourselves before Him, to yield to Him, and to submit ourselves to our King of Kings. He's God, He's Savior, and He's King. He owed us nothing, but He gave us everything. Because he loves us. I want to invite you this morning as the, as the song we sang earlier says, Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Lord Jesus, we love you this morning and we're so thankful for all that you've done. We're thankful for you coming to this world to be our Savior. We're thankful that you came into this world. Even though you're God, you, you robed yourself in flesh and became a man. You didn't lose one, one iota of your deity. But you became a man to give yourself as a sacrifice for us. 
And you rose again and won the victory so that you can rule and reign as our king. Lord, I pray that you would help us this morning to realize your great love and help us to respond to you, our God, our Savior, our King. Help us to present unto you gifts. Now, we may not have gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but we do have ourselves. We do have our resources that you've blessed us with. And we can just place ourselves before you and say, God, here am I. Take me. Use me. From this day forth, whatever you see fit, I want to do your will. Because you are my God, my Savior, my King. But Lord, in all of that, you showed us that you're not just God, Savior, and King but you showed us that you are our friend. We thank you. We love you. And we want to respond to you in the way that you deserve today. In Jesus' name.